Hi, hello, welcome to the after party where I'm just basking in the glow of murder. I don't know what you guys are up to. <laughs> you sound chipper for probably the darkest episode we've had. Oh, yeah, no, I'm stoked. I'm really happy. I meant that in the literal light level situation. Oh, yeah. It was real low this episode. It was. I think everything that happened was pretty pretty chipper otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Tracy spent the whole episode fuming. <laughs> Holding down a half-dead man who just wanted to punch him in the face. Just trying to stop everyone from murdering, and no one wants to not murder. <laughs> well, well hold, hold, hold on there. We, we, we all want to not murder, but sometimes you got to murder. Can I roll an insight check on that? Yeah, roll an insight <laughs> check on Johnny. Uh, I got a natural 20 plus 18 for a 38. Wow, that's nope, really high. Nope, you did not. Wow, I didn't even know a disc could go that high. <laughs> that's uh, very confusing. I'm a very good detective. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Whatever, fucking therapist man. I'm a therapist now. I I swear to God, whenever I give you guys an inch to do something goofy, you all crush it. Yes. Plus one to tummy rubs, therapist, uh, raccoon buddy, all of these things. I license social. I play within your game bounds, Eric. Thank you. Thank you for playing in the space. Thanks, detective. So let's talk about something that's kind of like becoming a a theme here is we have very different ideological values as a team. Yeah. And the reason I bring it up is because I feel more center-ish than an Inara and a Tracy. There's two Tracys. There's the one where he has the rage switch on and he's just murder machine Tracy. And then there's Tracy who we all know and love who is not about murder and not about death and feels awful for everything he does when his rage switch. Hashtag grappling boy. Our favorite grappling boy. And then we have Inara, the assassin-to-be, Yeah, has two deaths to her name now. Yep. First, like, hands-on, real, full, like, you saw, like, it through just now. Yeah, I, it wasn't by my hand last time. Yeah. I mean, it kind of was because I pushed him, but... Uh, <laughs> it was, was my hand that did push him. <laughs> <laughs> but it was premeditated manslaughter. But no, this was murder. This was a, a killing. And I feel Johnny is very in the middle trying to give Callie out, letting her say anything so that we could maybe not kill her. But yeah. there was a moment during this episode where I just knew exactly how the entire scenario would go down. Mm-hmm. And I, I was sure that Inara was coming to the boat with me. Yeah, And if Callie did not convince me she could be reformed, I was just going to walk away and let Inara be Inara. Me too. I mean, that's what went through my head as well, is we got the information out of her that we needed to get. It was clear that if this bone whale went away, she would find a way to bring it back or do something else destructive to the city. And if we manage to put the city back to rights, I'm pretty sure no one's going to care about this outcome enough to, like, detain us. Or if they try, then we'll get away. Like, I'm not too worried about the consequences. Brandon, how do you feel both as someone who was really enjoying what was happening, but then also as Tracy, someone who... You know, you don't know the outcome yet of this, but you, Brandon, know that this is not good for Tracy's mindset and Tracy's position in the team. 
I think we are going to have to wait for the next episode to see exactly how Tracy's going to react to this. But I will say, even right now, as we're sitting here, I haven't gotten over it quite yet. Ever since Eric gave me the book reading, the dread reading of the book, I have felt a little shitty. Like, I have that sense of dread in me. And like every decision you guys are making, I knew I was going to have to go counter to that. Uh, and that's not a fun place to be in when you're playing a team sport. But I do want to also explain slash disagree a little bit with your assessment of Tracy. Oh, I don't okay. think it's a two Tracy situation. I think it's a progression, linear progression of Tracy where I don't know if you've noticed. The linear progression of Tracy was my college thesis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but Tracy hasn't used his rage switch in a long time. I, was, true. Wa- I was wondering that, especially because I had just been re-listening to the end of arc two where I gave Tracy his turn on his own rage switch button. Which I think he's only done once. Yeah, he did it that episode. Yeah, he hasn't used his rage switch in a long time, and I think that's very intentional. I think he is getting more confident in who he is and what he believes in. And I think he, as he becomes more of who he wants to be and who he expects as an, himself to be as an individual, he feels less and less that he needs that like NOS boost, you know? Yeah. Because he can do it on his own. It is a comfort to know that it's there, especially like... We don't know what Jamie's going to do, but Jamie could kill all of us, I think, in a single blade strike. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see what Tracy decides to do. I think it's a, it's an important moment for the team. Yeah. I personally, I know in my head how Johnny is going to handle the situation. And to make sure I would remember for the next time we record, I've written it down. Uh, <laughs> just in case I actually I did the remember. same thing. I love this feeling of not animosity, it's this tension in our group because it's only going to make things, it's only going to make how we react to what Eric puts in front of us harder. Yeah. Because Who, who me? We're going to start self-sabotaging each other a little bit. And um, I think that's good. I, I'm just super excited. We're like, individuals, we are distinct individuals working together on a team and yeah. that's bound to create some kind of strife at some point. And from the player perspective, this tension of our characters isn't born out of either of us wanting to sabotage the game or not caring, but it's because we are so committed to the perspectives of our characters and wanting to do, you know, what is truthful for them. That is great. Any kind of tension that comes from caring too much is like a kind of tension that, you know, if you have to choose, you will choose. This is the part for me specifically in all of my few years of playing D&D where this is where D&D gets really great. I really like the part of D&D where you can actually be your character and say like, yeah, you can do that thing, but I'm going to do this thing. And that's okay. Like, we're going to be at odds. We don't have to have a group dynamic in order to make a decision. That said, I think that Inara and Johnny were like a freaking tag team duo this episode in a way that felt really good. Like the darkest sitcom ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was like a buddy cop, but like if a buddy cop movie was actually like about police work. Mirror universe buddy cop. Johnny and Tracy are like the good cop duo. And then Johnny and Inara were like the like. 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. like CBS. Oh yeah, the NYPD I, me, bullet. You guys are like, okay, yeah, I got it. I got it. Jo- Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, and Tracy are like fucking Rizzoli and Isles. It's USA. Yes. You're just like characters welcome, being goofy. <laughs> but like Anara and Johnny are fucking NYPD blue, gritty, real. The shield. To, the shield. You're We're cleaning the shield. up. The, you're cleaning up the streets. We are. By, I love by it. Crook. What are what are Anara and Tracy? Anara and Tracy are like Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> oh my God, yes. 
Just us together are Clifford? Yeah. No, no, no. Tracy is Clifford and you're, what is her name? Like something super British. It's like Emma Elizabeth. It's Emma. Yeah. It's Emily. Emily. Emily Elizabeth. Get out of my way. No, that's too deep. Got that Clifford knowledge up in here. Brat, Clifford. This is what I think about when you guys are making character decisions. I'm like, man, who? what's the name of that British girl? And Clifford the Big Red Dog. No, but Johnny, I really liked being able to trust you and just knowing that you had my back and my decisions. And if I had to like say logically what the evidence was for me to believe that, I'm not sure I could do it. But like when you said we could trust Valentine, I mean, I, I said it in the moment. Like if you feel as strongly about that as you do about the other two things that I concur with, then like logic would dictate that I can believe in that too. We had a moment where Eric asked everyone, are you just going to believe what he says? Because I am some guy with a book and a lantern who's just like making declarative statements as if we're fact. And Eric's like, you going to do this? And he said, yeah. I think you it's it's a little bit of that dynamic of like you believe whatever your dad or mom tells you because they're your dad or mom, like regardless of whether it's true or not. In my case, in my case, like his like investigative system led him to a conclusion that was two thirds shared with mine. Like everything I believed, he also believed plus more. And so I don't know, to me, it was just logical to say if he has come to the conclusion that I also know after seeing the amazing graffiti journey that I went on, then I have no reason to doubt that his other conclusion isn't also true. Then logic dictates that the undying light is the best ever because the undying light is right. I want to talk about the undying light for a second. Ooh. Johnny catches the shadow of the bright lantern for the first time. Finally. Finally. Like after seeing this shadowy figure like bob and weave throughout causing trouble and just like kind of ruining your life in various different ways. Today was a good day for rolls. I finally got my own dice back. Because yeah. I've been playing with other people's dice until today, so this this is good. Don't blame our dice. <laughs> so your conversation, how did you feel about your conversation with the Shadow of the Lantern? It felt good. Johnny is frustrated because he does not want to accept that there is a shadow for every light, but it is... That's my favorite Stevie Nicks song. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. I guess maybe the next time... Johnny meditates. He tries to talk to the shadows instead. If whoa, mm-hmm. yikes! Since we're going dark, we're in the interesting. We're in JTP dark now. JTP nights. Is there two Batman's the mirror universe? Two Batman's? We're both the Batman. We're both that. We're the Batman. We have the the Spock with bangs. That's what universe we're in. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. We're we're all three the Batman. We got the Cal yeah. assassin yeah. who goes through the shadows. We have the grappling. My Batman. My Batman. And my Batman. <laughs> my Batman. My Batman would be an advice show for the modern Batman. <laughs> Someone who will apparently start worshiping the shadows in the dark. That's exactly. not going to happen. I don't see that ever happening. But... <laughs> Well, I mean, you do have that choice. I mean, there are these two paths. One is you can accept it, or two is you can destroy it. I mean, you have acceptance and annihilation. And I'm very interested to see what Johnny does with that. Myself and Johnny, we have, I think, differing views on the balance of light and shadow. So this will be fun to play. Nice. I think this was a really interesting moment for Inara because she's really starting to work towards her acceptance of the Assassin's Guild. When I'm building an Assassin's Guild, something that, you know, I need to have an idea of what this thing looks like even before you look at it. I mean, an Assassin's Guild is still a guild. It's like jobs. Yeah. It's like you hire a hitman, they go out, they do the murder, they get paid. 
You have to figure out the fees. You have to figure out what kind of taxes. You have to figure out like who gets what. I don't treasure. think there's taxes Benefits. on murder. There's a there is health insurance. Is there, really? health is insurance. there dental? Uh, no, dental's too much. But what if you get hurt on the job? Vision, Is yes. there work a uh, workers' comp? Of okay, okay. You do seven murders, you get one free. Ooh, ooh, nice punch. And a it's steak really, knives. It's That's more of a, it's you... a stab card. But here's the thing: is that Anara is being. I don't want to say hesitant about her murders, but she's not being straightforward about it. Listen, the way I view it is that murder is a tool in the toolbox. And the Assassin's Guild teaches you how to murder correctly and efficiently and ethically, whatever their ethics are. You know, I don't know yet because I'm not a full part of it. But I think for Nara, courting this Assassin's Guild or applying for membership is a way to, if she is going to kill people, to learn how to kill them correctly. And if this is going to be a tool in her toolbox, like, make sure that it's the best and the highest that it can be. Yeah. And I see this as my my reel. Like, this is my audition tape, you know? Um, and, <laughs> your sizzle and, reel. Yeah. Sizzles of, of slashes. And you're showing you have restraint, which is always good for an assassin. Well, yeah. To like, know when is the right time or the wrong time to go stab, 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 these stab. I know. To me, being an assassin isn't choosing murder every time that that's an option. It's doing it again professionally correctly when you choose to do it. And maybe that's because an employer employs you to do it. Maybe it's because, you know, you deem that it's just. Maybe it's because that's the only option left, you know, for self-defense or for information or whatever. But in this case, like, Callie's a threat to Fidopolis, which is a threat to my employer, which is a threat to the concentric states. And I don't feel conflicted about doing that. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Like, this is a test. So you're trying to show your best side or the thing that makes you, you. I think we're talking about, like, you know, you make your college applications and like there's one guidance counselor that will tell you to do it like exactly out of the book. You're just trying to like do exactly what you think that they expect of you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to like go straight forward and just like put your stats, like really pander to the audience. But then there are other people who just like do them and you try to see which one comes out the best. Yeah. And lets if you they don't go want to me, Brown then... early decision. <laughs> if the Assassin's Guild decides that they don't want Inara, then Inara doesn't want to be a part of them. Like, she's not going to compromise her ideals or not do what she wants to do because the Assassin's Guild wouldn't like it. Yeah. Also, don't put the cart before the horse. I, I think this is just a really cool journey that Inara is, like, just at the still the beginning of. She needs to find a member to talk to. She has, like, two confirmed kills now that, yeah. with witnesses I mean, that she should report to. You need to get your punch card. To yeah. be fair, the previous kill was yesterday. So I think, that, I think that I am going to be, I don't know, hopefully running into somebody tomorrow. Gosh, time. I feel like that was so <laughs> long ago. Okay, we got some email questions. You guys ready? Ready. This one is from Guybrush Threepwood. Thank you, Guybrush. This person says, first of all, love the show. Thanks, Guybrush. That was me. I, I'm saying thank you. No editorializing. I have a question. My brother is going to be DMing a one-shot for me, so I can help introduce a friend to D&D. I decided that I want to play a rogue character, but I was having difficulty trying to create a good guy backstory. So I was reading through the PBH, the player's handbook, and came across the folk hero trait, and suddenly had inspiration for my character. A bow-wielding, chaotic good, folk hero, rogue. Yup, he hails from Sherwood Forest. I think I know where this is going. He wants I'm to be Robin Hood. He I'm wants to be Robin Hood. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. If you all had the opportunity to play a character from a famous story, legend, or book, who would it be? Robin Hood. Lyra Silvertongue. Golden Compass. What would and her? Cantalame and her Damon. 
is she just like a like a magical beast master? Damon Powers, yeah. Mm. That would make sense. I don't know. I mean, she's kind of like a fighter in just personality. I don't know what, what the better thing would be, but she like wields a magical item. So she like channels spirits, you know, to sort of like tell truths and futures about the world. Oh, that's cool. Like an Eldritch Knight sort of thing. Like wielding yeah. magic through your weapons. That sounds right. Alethiometer, yeah. Lancelot, right? That'd be fun. Like a medieval knight guy who's like the coolest knight of all time who just destroys everything. That'd be cool. Like having a medieval character like out of time in like a magical thing. I love it when there are non-magical people in like magical settings. It really kind of like pumps up like the power of the magic around it. Yeah, I think there's something about like people who are like legend status but still human like Napoleon or something like that. Alexander the Great, right, conquered yeah. half of the known-to-him world and, like, was a guy of woman born, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. I would like to play that. Like Natasha and Clint in The Avengers. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, I'd want to play the Incredible Hulk. Figure out a way to do it where I have, like, a human form and then, like, a Goliath form. And I would have two character sheets and flip between the two. That would be sick. That'd be really cool. Or, like, Spidey and Venom kind of situation. Oh, yeah. So I was only really thinking of novelizations of video games. So I was thinking like Ash. <laughs> as you do, as you do. Or, you know, the or, only or, thing or, you consume. Or Link. But actually, the answer I will give here is a cleric-based thing. Moses from the Bible. Ooh, okay. Hit the me with it. original self-insert fanfic, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely an interesting backstory. So that's going to be like really good for background. Fallen noble. Got it, got it, got right. it. Right. You know, reconnecting with like this group of people so and then trying to like save them so that's a good purpose and goal connection to a deity magical item as in his staff mm. that can like do stuff literally parting water i mean I, I feel like this is a good dude he can so is moses a warlock ooh no i think he's a cleric yeah. although he does Trans- he does a lot of transmutation, lot of transmutation magic transmutation. in exodus I mean, he does some summoning locusts and like frogs falling true or is that god doing it hold on yeah I'm... is he channeling the divine or is he like I summoning this things is all of his this own? is all channeling this is divine intervention stuff this is cleric that's what i would argue is he is like the emissary of yeah, the power he's, he's on a, earth yeah no amanda's right that it's totally him not doing much but it's god doing things for him through can him. i choose god can i play as god no you can't okay, okay. well i that's called I being the dm brandon and we're players <laughs> in this one that's me i'm the judeo-christian god i am your god uh, also, I've been thinking about this for the last few minutes, and I want to tell you. Hi, this is a uh, plus two to Torah, our Jewish D and D podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm Eric Silver, and this is Michael Fache. Hi there. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'd listen to that. All right, I'm am spitting I, off this podcast. Am, am I listening to that? You're listening to it right now. Random's just... in mine is called Sad Ex Christians. This is called What Happened. It's called D and D is for Devil Worshipping. That's perfect. Oh, that's a. Wait, Dungeons we, and wait, Devils. That's fucking good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Eric, your mess up there was it should have been joined the tribe instead of joined the tribe. Oh, fuck me. So <laughs> Shit. I'm leaving the podcast. So the entire podcast is we use D&D to try to convince <laughs> Brandon and Amanda to, to convert <laughs> to Judaism. <laughs> Which, yes, I know, is against Judaism. You do not try to force people to convert. After about 20 minutes, I'd be like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> All right, I got another question. So everyone is really fascinated with our dice rolls. So we're going to go deeper into that. <laughs> this is from Hafsa Kanom. I really hope I pronounced your name right. Hey, guys, love you in the show. Love you. 
For the listener Q&A, can I ask about what dice you guys have? Have had, want, favorite dice, first dice, any dice stories, or lucky slash unlucky dice rolls? I know you've answered one about superstitions, but could we hear about all the other stuff too? I'm basically into D&D because I want to eat the dice. That's true. Same. Dice look delicious. I feel that. There's like, whenever I really like something, I just want to chew on it. Is that weird? No, no it's not. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> Man, your uh, Tinder profile's crazy. <laughs> Before recording this episode, Fish brought us some lovely chocolate truffles back from a recent trip and saw them like lined up in a box really beautifully. My dice look the exact same, just like lined up in a beautiful row and symmetrical and shiny. I didn't take a picture because when I tried, it didn't really translate. But there were chocolates in Belgium that that have the shininess and the look of these dice, but mm. in like the a, spheres. Like a glass they tempered oh that chocolate. Gosh, yeah, they tempered that, that chocolate, tempered guys. tempered af. I am a baker now that I've watched four episodes of uh, Zumbo's Just Desserts on Netflix. I oh was praying you were going to say Great British Bake Off, but you disappointed me. I watched Great British Bake Off and I learned how to make a, a mirror finish on like a tart thing. Yeah, those are cool. so cool. Listen, Zumbo's Just Desserts is only slow-mo footage of mirrored glazes. I got to tell you, there's this. There's this. So gem. when I got my dice, uh, <laughs> I really love that. There, I actually there, have a really it's good very story. Important. <laughs> there is this show about a Japanese man in Japan who has an office job. He's a salary man and he uses his day job as a front to go to all the dessert shops in Japan. And it is the most banana show you've ever seen in your entire fiction life. Fiction or nonfiction? It's nonfiction. No, sorry. Reverse that. <laughs> it is fiction. <laughs> The opposite of what there I There's some great, on Netflix, for some reason, great Japanese food-related ones. There's this guy who retires and is so bored, so he just goes and eats, and he becomes like a food samurai because yeah, he's dealing with yeah, people. Yeah, you talking about, what's it called? I uh, can't remember, guys, but it's Why nuts. haven't you texted me the link to this <laughs> oh already? God. These are on Netflix. My brother really wants me to watch an anime, which is just people cooking, and <gasps> it's like them trying to become better and better at cooking, and they have these giant things where, the taste is over 9,000 kind of stuff. It's oh amazing, God. and I, gotta I watch need it. to watch it. And sorry, Johnny, I can't remember the name. So I got my dice. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I told the story. <laughs> I don't know if I told the story in the podcast before. Samurai Gourmet? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> Does anyone have any dice stories we'd like to share with our question asker? Yeah, I'm using Chessex dice. I think I talked about this before, but these are the first dice I was given as a gift from my buddy Trajan. He was the first one to let me play a game of D&D. And I've been using them ever since, even though they do very poorly for me, but I have a connection with them. So I feel like like there's a, a concept when you're a musician where like the instrument fights you back, but it's like a harmonious relationship, you know? That's what I really love in, in like guitars. And I feel like these dice just fight me and it's fun. I like that a lot. That's some superstition stuff that y'all know I'm all about. Cause I have a very different view on that. I have some D D branded dice from one of the earlier editions that came in a box. And I also have Chessex because I like to buy their pound of dice, which guarantees one full set, and then the rest is a complete hodgepodge. Like, you have random dice, you have game dice, you have oversized, you have small-sized, you have sequential, as opposed to the correct way dice should be done for D&D. It's all over the place. what do you mean by sequential? So, like, they're counters, basically. It's like a magic So, for magic, for you to, like, count down... And so I like the pound of dice because I have a set of dice that's very important and special to me that I bought, especially at a convention, but that's my DM dice, so Mm -hmm. I don't play with that dice. And instead, I use my chest six pounds of dice because that's what I would always give to my players because I usually play with newbies and they never had dice. And so mostly they go away and I kind of 
give away the dice that's been really bad luck for me. Uh, <laughs> Welcome how, to D&D. Here's some shit dice. Yeah, how kind of you. Well, I mean, no, because almost every time I give away to someone who's playing dice that's done really badly for me, they do really well with it. Like a domovoy, they change alignment based on the house that they're in. Right. So the dice I currently have, as evidenced by the, the, our, all these episodes, are actually pretty good, knock on wood, have been really good to me. I've rolled pretty well on average. Brandon's looking at me like, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, for my rolls, they've been really good. I think when you, comparatively to my rolls, your rolls look better, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's all that matters. As long as I'm doing okay, that's all that matters. So yeah, that's my dice. It's nothing, nothing too crazy. And I'm playing with the first pair of dice that I bought for myself before the short-lived game that I did with Eric and my friends Julia, Jake, and other Eric before we started joining the party. They are from Chessex, and they are teal, and I like them a lot. And I just got some new ones in the mail as a present from some Spirits listeners. Oh, so seriously? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a beautiful, like, gold, shiny set, like, sparkly, glittery, and then a, like, darker blue set. So I'm going to bring those and kind of mix them in, and I'm excited about it. I also got a pound of dice, mostly for decoration in my apartment, not going to lie, but I'm going to choose, I think, <laughs> the prettiest ones out of there. I like that Fish kind of has five or six of each sort of die in front of him as he plays and I like being able to kind of select the one that speaks to me in the moment. My favorite thing about the Chessex Pound of Dice is dumping them all out on a table, organizing them all and writing down what I got. Aww. It's like... A little inventory. I like doing that with M&Ms too though, so I don't know. I would do that as a kid is I would sort the M&Ms and Skittles by color. You a vampire? Have you guys not heard of that vampire legend where if you drop a thing on the ground they have to count it? What? No. What? You guys haven't heard about this, really? Uh, no. This, no. Are you the whole co-host of Brandon, Spirits? Brandon, Count Dracula was a Muppet. What? What is his <laughs> name? I was just gonna say that. Yeah, the Count from the, the Muppets. Count. The Count is <laughs> oh, a Muppet. You're just. This is just a Sesame Street thing. No, it's real. Unless Brandon, I'm, I'm the dumb co-host of Spirits. I don't know if you realize that. <laughs> Unless I'm incorrect, and it's not vampires, but I'm pretty sure it's vampires. At least some mythological creature. There's one of the things is like to stop them, to deter them, is you drop a. You spill salt on the floor, and they have to count every granule. I never it's like heard of that. Oh, that's interesting. And what's you that? run away while they're counting. What's that movie where he drops all the sticks and then he knows the number? Rain Man. Rain Man. Is well, Dracula Rain Man? Rain Man is Dracula. The Count that's is different. a vampire and also a puppet. <laughs> Rain Man's a puppet is what we're looking for. What? If the Count bad. is a puppet and Rain Man is a vampire, the Count is a Matt Damon. Guys, if you're I just, on a train going <laughs> I just realized I messed up my Curse of Strahd playthrough by not voicing Strahd as the Count. That's very, That's very good. I Eric, messed that up. Uh, what kind of dice do you got? The dice I have I actually got from Wizards of the Coast from Greg Tito, who does like outreach and community stuff. Isn't he so fancy? He's such a nice boy. No, you. Aren't you so fancy? Oh, yeah, I'm He's such so a nice connected. boy. But actually, I want to talk about the dice that I really want. The ones I want are just D20s. I don't necessarily need full sets. I really want a red D20, because like that's so like classic Dungeons and Dragons. I guess Wizards has like, moved away from it, so I have black with red writing, but I would really love to have like a classic red D20 with white writing. But I also really want a metal d20 so that i can use for like morally significant stuff so everyone can like hear the womp of it on a table hmm. the red d20 really speaks to me because all i can imagine is the color of the starter box of the, oh, the yeah, old yeah. classic starbucks like and that's such a specific red too it's not like a red red it's a like red yeah it's like a danger red like blood red 
I had a conversation with my other group the other day about dice. You have another group you've been cheating Wait, on we us? We talked about this. You backstabbing <laughs> philanderer. There are dice sets you can buy of like almost any material. Not only like bone, which is very cool, but like also like meteorite. Like they Whoa. have, yeah, they're extremely I want space dice. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? They're extremely expensive. But like if I had meteorite dice, I'm done. Like I'm done on this planet. My mortar coil is over. I am ascended. I've shuffled off. I've fallen. I've floated. And now I'm a meteorite. Exactly. I spend too much time at conventions just looking in the marketplace area, just looking at dice that people make because they're just small groups of people making dice because Chessex is like the big box brand. Everyone has Chessex. Nothing against them. They're great. But like the bone ones or the metal ones, it's just so cool. We can never go to a convention then because I would just spend $4,000 in the merch hall buying every single thing I no, see. Absolutely. It's, They're very expensive. It's very expensive. That's the only reason why I don't have yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the- maybe a Patreon goal can be for us all to get meteorite dice. I'm Hell just yeah. I'm just saying. There are also dice. My other DM, sorry, Eric, has- um, uh, d- Betty's d- not as good as me. <laughs> they, he me. has dice that have know. like <laughs> different things on it. Like there's one that has like moods, like neutral, happy, <gasps> sad, like their faces, like little what? emojis. That's there's cool. also like ones that you roll to like basically make a character. So there's like alignment dice. and there's, Yes, like, I've seen that before. Yeah, That's really I cool. I want them all. Yeah. Yo. Dice is just like an RNG table of any sort. Anything can be a dice. You can use a regular D20 to help decide anything, but the fact that they have dice that have like the faces or the things. I used to a long time ago collect dice that I could just never use because they were like leftover dice from something. Like they're just weird icons that I have no idea what they are. And that's awesome. They're over at home. I should look for them. Well, now with what? your new thing you got from Warlock, you can just read anything. <laughs> You're right. I certainly can. What's RNG stand for? Random number generator. It's Everyone a, knows about their RNG. It's a flavor gods. of frozen yogurt. It's like kind of orangey. Snozberry. Cheesecake. That was the after party. Thank you so much for joining us. Please ask us questions anytime on any of the social medias. Fish runs our Tumblr, which is jointhepartypod.tumblr.com. Eric and I and Brandon and Fish all contribute to our Twitter at jointhepartypod, which is also on Facebook. And we're also on Instagram. And we are on our Discord where we hang out all day long with our patrons. You can join up at patreon.com slash jointhepartypod. For as little as a dollar an episode, you get access to our Discord where you can come and chat with all the other cool Discordos. Uh, Discordians? Or Discordians, or whatever. Discordites. Discordites. Oh, same, hat! same hat! Same hat! Same hat! Where you can chat with our wonderful... <laughs> Where you can chat with our wonderful Discordites. And send us questions anytime. Jointhepartypod.com. We have a contact form there and you can email us. But most of all, we appreciate when you share the show with a friend. So if you have a friend who you know would love to listen to us, who would love my gay little skateboarding teen, who would love Nessie, who would love Alonzo, who would love all of the amazing mechanics that DM Eric brings to the table, text the link to them. Let them know. Show them how to download a podcast. Show your grandma. I think your grandma would enjoy this. And let us know. Tweet us a screenshot of you recommending the show, and we will give you a cool name or item or spell or something that you can use. So thank you so much for listening. We love you very much, and we will see you in two weeks with a new episode. Bye-bye-bye-bye. bye 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 b